Rusty Quill presents. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Circe, a podcast of the Ostium Network. Prologue. Eleftheria. Darkness takes many forms. Some may be friendly, others vicious, spiteful, vindictive, malicious. Trust of the darkness needs to be earned. Never given, never handed over without question, never left without regard like a powerful talisman that one cannot live without and yet gets overlooked, forgotten, abandoned without foreknowledge and then regretted later. So regretted. Leave your magical powers at the door. Where you're going, you won't be needing them anymore. Whether you desire them or not, they will be taken from you. Stripped from you. A lump of flesh excised without your consent. All for the greater good. Whether it tears you up inside, percolates your guts so that only the nerve endings and the nerves themselves remain to be strummed like lyre strings, stretched and twisted until they fray and break and all you can do is scream and scream and scream and scream until there's no voice left, until the vocal cords feel like those lyre strings and your mouth is just open and there's just hot air coming out but no sound. And then, and then, you find someone, a something, 
An itty bitty little thing that can just be taken care of. Poof! Gone! Just like that, and then everything will be better. Peaches and cream, tea and biscuits, cookies and coffee, blood and guts. Because I want to end him. Make him not be and never was. Make him inevitably obsolete. So I do. I try. I get him, drag him through my hole, the one I made to that other place. I took many people, many delicious, wriggling, figgity giblets, but weren't enough. No, no, no. And then, and then, they were all gone. All eaten up, lick my lips clean. And then some more came, strong ones, powerful ones. And then I found him, the one I'd met before with the other. He who was special. He who was molecularly inclined to hear, to ostium. Like they shared a melange of DNA and magic all smoothied together. So, 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 I knew he could help. Help me. Help me. Perchance, per maybe, per possibly, per hopefully. And I reached and reached and scratched and reached and clawed and reached and tore and reached. And he zapped me with his magics, his mysteries, and they hurt and singed and burned. They pained so, so like a delicate feline, I watched and waited. And when he least expected, I pounced, got him. And in he came to my word, my refuge, my sanctuary, my prison, my asylum, my oubliette, and I took him to my place to prepare him, to tenderize him, to fatten him up for the oven. But when I came back, he had another of them with him. She, she, she evaded me, as she has before when I have sent my own magics after her to catch her. And this time they worked together. Symbiosis. And it hurt. Again. So much hurt all the time. Why me? And then, and then, and then it got much stronger. The burning, the screaming, the pain. And everything became dark. A good dark. A faithful dark. A friendly dark. A dark in which I could sleep and not worry not fear. So I rested. And ripped into light and awake and conscious and screaming. But not I this time, but another. Her. The one who dealt the hurt before with him. She wanted him. She had lost him and wanted him back. He was on the other side. In that ostium. But I wasn't there anymore. I was outside, free, to be free, to be wild, just like a child. It has been, is, will have been so long. 
to a real light, a real world, not a filtered, artificial, confabulated, contrived, constructed thing. Pure. But then she pointed that thing at me again. I knew what pain it could inflict from whence it came. I hissed at it. (sighs) Did as she asked. With what little I had left of my essence, I didn't want no more pain, no more suffering, no more agony, even if it would end things for me. So I did as she asked, opening a little cabinet for her to crawl through. She didn't care where, cared not when, one, done, and gone. And then I put my head to ground again, letting the dirt and stones form a pillow for brain and body. Moments later, I am shouted back to consciousness by a very loud man. It is him. That one. Not the one that caused me all the trouble, but the other. The one I chased in my realm. And he evaded me, the little brat. And now cometh the moment of my comeuppance until he reveals an object I've become all too familiar with. The little weapon of such malicious intent. The one she had that hurt horrendously. Oi, what happened here? He speaks words that mean little to me. What are you bloody saying, Crone? Where are Jake and Monica? Could he be talking about those no longer with us? Perchance tis true. I've witnessed this one on his lonely self, and with the other him. And I have seen the other him with her. Close to show they should all be within voice range and friend range, no? I repeat, where are they? They left. Of their own accord. You what? They have passed on to the hinterlands. Speak bloody English, please. What did you call him? Jake. Jake. Jake! Yes! He he chose not to join us in this lovely little place. With the big pointy mountain, he chose to stay on the other side. What? Jake? He didn't come back? Nay, sir. I think he liked it better there, methinks at least. Why? Why would he? He wanted back. I know he did. You must have done something, you foul crone. (sighs) No. No. No! They brought me to my freedom. They brought me to this side. After they bested me, I... I... I was but a patsy, a scapegoat, a dog with its tail betwixt its legs. Uh... Um, what about Monica, then? What about my bloody mum? Oh, really? Your matter, she be. How interesting. I suppose I should have been one to spot it. You are both much alike in stature, visage, and weapon. You mean the gun? Aye, it be why I am so subject to your whims at this very moment. So where's Monica, then? She pointed that at me and demanded I grant her passage to the back and beyond. She... she made you open a door. An ostium. A foul word for a foul thing. But essentially, yes. Why? Why? Why would she do that? You ask more? Why would I have a clue, an inkling, an iota? Because you were here, with her. As I have made it perfectly clear to you, Wastrel, I know not. But if you would like me to infer a little, I believe she went back because of that man. Because she couldn't stop herself. Because she loves him. What do you bloody know of love? 
Her name was Pragma. She was my heart, my essence, my reality, my everything. And then, then I was taken from her, snatched away like a tiny purse of great value, never to be seen again. She had no, she has no idea that I still live, that I wait, that I pine for her every day, every second, wanting, wishing, hoping, all to no avail. Look, I'm, I'm sorry, all right? That was a bit far, and I didn't really mean it. You said Jake and Monica brought you here. Yes. Okay. They must have had their reasons. You've... You've been through a lot, haven't you? Yes. You've been in that place, in the margins of Ostium, for a long time, haven't you? Yes. You were taken. Kidnapped? Against your will? Yes. Maybe you should tell me the story. It might help. <sighs> Not now. I need rest and respite. This plot of Earth looks just right. Nice and cozy and cushy. Now come off it. That's not how we treat guests here at the Ostium Network. I attempt to cleave him asunder with mine eyes. Let me help you, and I'll get you into a warm, comfortable bed, and you can sleep as long as you need to. I flinch like a bitten animal when he touches me. He is gentle and careful. I respect that, and with his aid, I'm carried to some sort of contraption with wheels... I don't discover its means of propulsion, for my head is down on the seat and I am already in slumberland. I awaken to the smell of food and sustenance. I feel I have slept for a long time. I have not slept for a long time in, to be redundant, a very long time. The fates have kept me at bay, never letting me rest. Or eat. Or perhaps breathe, for that matter. I drag myself from the unconscious, pulling myself up and out of the comforting bed and its warm, welcoming blankets. Oh, you're awake. Welcome to the land of the living. Would you like a shower? I know not what that word means. I suppose that's one way to say it. Um, would you like to bathe? Understand that? cleanse myself? That's it. Right on. Would you? And after that, you can have some nosh. The mere thought seems both abhorrent and enticing to me. I have done nothing I used to while in the lands of Ostium. No sleep, no consuming of food, no cleansing. They are all foreign and almost forgotten to me. I have but the barest recollection of doing each of them. Well then, perhaps a bit TMI there. I found a nice dressing gown you can use. A robe? To clothe myself? Um, yeah. You've probably been wearing that for donkey's years, right? I do not understand the question, but I comprehend the insinuation. Understood. I give him a minor bow and step into the room of washing, closing the door behind me. It is an alien action manually closing a portal, but then I suppose this one merely connects rooms and not worlds and dimensions of space and time. The hot water, once I have fathomed the operation of the instrument, is pleasurably divine. The soaps and liquids I apply to my body and hair sweet-smelling and rejuvenating. I feel a smile touch my lips for the first moment in eons. And then I remember Pragma and all that came after leaving her. I remember it all. 
again and again and begin the heavy peristaltic weeping again. Fortunately, the warm water is indiscriminate, cleansing both the dirt and soil from my form as well as the tears. But the agony of sadness remains. It will always remain. The sustenance is foreign and strange, but smacks of new and enticing. I consume everything before me, unsure of what I am eating. The food is filling a hole, replenishing a void I wasn't completely aware of until now. It is a very enjoyable experience, mated with the washing, bringing an overall feeling of euphoria to my being. I have not felt such since... Pragma. Looks like you were bloody hungry then. Not surprising, really, being cooped up in that horrible place for so long. So, you ready to tell your story then? Spill the beans? I look at him quizzically, sizing him up, bringing myself to the decision as to whether he is truly prepared to know me and my own. I will give you a single bean. Um, that's not exactly what I meant. I was once the most powerful sorceress in my realm. Seriously? I do not deign to dignify the one-word question with a response. You are being serious, then. Wait a minute. You said you were. Yes. One of the Circe. Until I was ripped from my place of refuge, absconded with, and taken this place of Ostium. Who took you? I am unable to answer that question at this moment in time. All my power is now gone. All of it? I. The last thimbleful was spent on opening that small doorway for her. My mum. I. So you've got nothing left, is what you're saying. What I am proclaiming is that my powers have been spent and now need to be reconstituted, reaccumulated, regrown into my form. Wow, really? That's how it works then? Undoubtedly. And how exactly do you do that? I give him a devilish smile then, showing some teeth. His frozen look satisfies my intentions. I must tell my story. My history. From beginning to end, of all that has happened to me and by me, relive it through my words. Only in that way will I become regain and become powerful once again. Oh, gotcha. Didn't know words were that strong. I give him a withering look this time. Words are the most powerful. At my pinnacle, I could do anything with words and control all. Right. So you need to tell your story. Can it be to anyone? To me? Or can you just be talking to a brick wall? I frown for a moment. Then understand. There must be a listener. Someone on the receiving end, be they human or beast. Human or beast. Okay, then. Um, what about this? He raises a strange black rectangular contraption that appears electronic in nature. What is that? This is my recording device. I use it to make my own recordings of everything going on here. Everything happening to me. Telling my own story, essentially. And it all gets recorded here and broadcast to the world via the internet. There are many words of what you just said that mean nothing to me. Fair enough. With this device, many others hear my story. Indeed. Yeah, I thought you'd like that one once you understood it all. So here's what we're going to do. You keep noshing, and I'll get you one and get you sorted with your own apartment. Sound good? Apartment? Yeah, a place to sleep and eat. Your... your new home, essentially. 
Yeah. My own home. Yeah, nifty, huh? So enjoy the rest of your tea and brekkies, and I'll be back in a jiffy. The man has gone some time, and I do as he has asked, enjoying more food and the quiet of my solitude in this new and refreshing abode. Then he returns with a device for me. It is identical to his, and he shows me how to use it by touching certain points on the glass screen. I do not fully comprehend it. It almost seems a magic of sorts, but if it does as he says, this would be a great boon to me. Then he escorts me to my new place of residence. It is also identical to his. Tomorrow we'll have a look around and see if we can find you some clothes that fit, okay? I utter two words that I have not spoken in a very long time. They taste foreign on my lips. Thank you. No problem. Oh, and I don't think we really introduced ourselves, did we? I'm Steve, and your name is... It takes me a long moment to summon the name from my past. Another word that has not been uttered in far too long. Thyra. Thyra. That's a pretty name. Okay, I'll leave you to it, and I'll check on you in the morning then, okay? Thank you, Steve. You're very welcome, love. He turns to leave, and I think of something to encourage him. Steve, Jake and Monica, they will return here, eventually. It may take time, perchance long, but they will be back. I thought you weren't able to do that sort of thing anymore. It is a different ability to that which I must regrow and regain. This is part of me always, and I know it to be true. They will return. Thanks for that. Really appreciate it. Cheerio. Then he is gone, and it feels like he may never have been. But I can feel his aura leaving this place and returning to his own. I sit upon the bed where I will soon rest and sleep again. But first, I will tell a story. One small tale to begin the rebirth of my magic. After touching the screen as I've been instructed, I begin to speak the words and feel their shapes on my lips. I feel something else, too. I bring my fingers to my mouth and realize it is a smile. The Cersei Podcast is written and produced by Alex E. Talander. The role of Thyra is performed by Arden Rachel. The role of Steve is performed by Alex E. Talander. This episode was sound engineered by the talented blokes at the Hail and Well Met Podcast. If you're looking for a great RPG podcast, be sure to check out their show at hailandwellmetpodcast.com. The music featured in this episode is Sunrise by Kickhead, as well as Lost Time and Almost New by Kevin McClude under the Creative Commons license. The Cersei Podcast is a podcast of the Ostium Network. You can support Cersei, as well as all other Ostium Network shows, by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast, where you can get access to a whole variety of bonus material, including many episodes for Ostium, Cersei, and Manifestations, as well as the Ostium Files and the Behind the Ostium series. You will also get access to a new Cersei miniseries all about her lost love, Pragma, and behind-the-scenes episodes about Cersei, called Cersei Confidential. Once again, that's patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Cersei Podcast. This story came out of the character of Thyra, as she took me along on her journey, which is very far from over, and I'm delighted to have you all with me for the ride. <laughs>